Shas Illuminated presents the following shir by Rabbi Yosef Sonnenschein. Meseches Chagiga has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Dovi Merenstein as a zchus for their children. The following shir is on Mesechta Chagiga Dafyud Gimel. The Gemara quotes a baskel that calls Nevuchadnezzar Ben Benoi Shal Nimroid HaRasha. Rashi and Psochim, Daftzadik Dalet Omedet Beis, Dibrahamaschil Ben, says that it doesn't mean that he was Mamish's grandson. Rather, he was from his descendants. Taisus and Yuvamis, Tafmem Ches Omed Beis, Dibrahamaschil Asher, says the same thing. However, Taisus by us says otherwise. Taisus points out that Nimrod was Ben Kush. But we do not find anywhere that Nebuchadnezzar traces his lineage back to Kush. Rather, he was from the Kazdim. So unlike Rashi and Psachim and Taisus and Yevamis, our Taisus holds that in reality, Nebuchadnezzar and Nimrod were not related at all. Why then does the Baskoil call Nebuchadnezzar Ben Benoi Shel Nimrod? Says Taisus, because Nebuchadnezzar was similar to Nimrod. Nebuchadnezzar, like Nimrod, was the Melech Bavel. The Taisa Rosh adds that Nebuchadnezzar was Shaleach Yad in Klal Yisrael, in the same way that Nimrod was Shaleach Yad in Avramavinu. The Tureyevin here comments that even if it's true that Nebuchadnezzar and Nimrod were similar, it's still not appropriate to call Nebuchadnezzar the grandson of Nimrod. The Tureyevin, therefore, is Machria, like Rashi and Psachim, and Toysus in Yevamis, that he was his descendant. The Gemara says, Ben Benoi. And this, the Toysus here asks, that Nimrod was from Kush, the Tureyevin suggests that he was his descendant through his mother, and that perhaps his mother was a descendant of Kush. Perhaps we can defend Toysus from the Ha'orah of the Tureyevin, according to what the Chidah in his Sefer Pesach Einayim writes B'Shem the Arizal. The Chidah brings that Nebuchadnezzar was a Gilgal of Nimrod. He explains that this is the deeper meaning of the Lashon HaGemara that Nebuchadnezzar was Ben Benoi Shel Nimrod. In fact, the Ben Yehoyada says that the Gematria of Nebuchadnezzar, which is 422, is the same as the gematria of Betzel Nimrod, in the shadow of Nimrod. And we find that not only were they both Sinai Yisrael, who were kings of Bavel, but their Midah, their Oifen of Rishos, was similar. The Marsha points out that Nebuchadnezzar said, Ele al I will go up over the clouds. And Nimrod too tried to go up by building the Migdal Bovel to climb up to Shamayim. Memela, it's possible that if Nimrod was the grandfather of Nebuchadnezzar in the sense that Nebuchadnezzar was a Gilgal of Nimrod, it's possible to say about him, Ben Benoi shall Nimrod harasha. The next Indian for today's daf is the Gemara that describes the criteria for learning Maise Merkava. The Mishnah had said that Maisa Merkava can only be taught to a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi. The Gemara brings, Tani Rabchia, Aval Moisrin Lai Roshe Prakim. Now, the Lushan of Aval, but you can give over Roshe Prakim, is Mashma, that even someone who is not Roy to learn Maisa Merkava, because he is not a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi, can still be given Rashi Prakim. However, one who is a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi, he can be taught Maisa Merkava Bishlemus without needing to be Makatzer at all. And this is the way that the Marsha understands the Gemara. Based on this, the Marsha explains the Hemshech Gemara, which permits an Avbezdin and someone whose Liboy is Daig Bekirboy to learn Maisa Merkava that it's talking specifically about Rashi Prakim being taught to someone who's not in the Madrega of Chacham Umeven Midaitoi. That even such a person, 
if he has the Maila of Av Bezdin and Libay Dayeg, he can be caught, taught Maisa Merkava. However, it must be Dafka in the Tzura of Rashi Prakim. The Marsha says that this explains the Hemshech HaGemara, that Rabbi Yochanan offered to teach Maisa Merkava to Rabbi Lazar, even though Rabbi Lazar wasn't an Av Bezdin. Zok the Marsha, that it doesn't matter. Since Rabbi Lazar was a Chacham Umeven Midaitai, he was on the level that he didn't even need to be limited by Rashi Prakim. He can learn Maisa Merkava Bishlemus. He was on that level mentioned in the Mishnah as the one who it's permitted to teach Maisa Merkava to. Now the Rambam clearly didn't learn this way. The Rambam says in Perek Dalid, Mehilchas Yisaydei Atayra Halacha Yud Aleph, as follows, She'inyin Maisa Merkava, Afilu le'echod ein dorshem boy. That Maisa Merkava can only be taught to a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi, and that to this Chacham Umeven Midaitoi we give over Rashi Prakim. This Shita of the Rambam is clear also from Perak Beis in Yesaidei Atayra Halachayud Beis and in the Pirisha Mishnayis on this Mishnah. This needs a beer. Why does the Rambam not learn, like the Marsha, that Aval Moistran Le'Roshay Prokim is an additional din going on someone who is not a Chacham Umeven Midaitai? And that a Chacham Umeven Midaitai can be taught Maisa Merkava Bishlemus without being Makatzer. It's possible that according to a Rashi that we learned before and Afyur Alafam and Beis, the Pshat couldn't be like the Marsha. Rashi says in Dibra Maschil, Elohim Keno Yechacham Umeven Midaitai, that the reason it needs to be a Chacham who is Maven Midaitai is Shaloi Yitztarech Lishoil Lorav Kishay Yistapek Loi, Delav Oirach Ara Lifrusha Behedya. So that he shouldn't have to ask his Sveikas to his Rebbe, because it's not Derecheretz to explain these in Yonim openly. Rashi is telling us here that the tzayrech for a chacham umeven midaitoi is not, as I would have thought, bepashtus, so that these inyonim nizgovim shouldn't be misunderstood. But rather there's a deeper reason. These sisrei tzayrech need to be learned in a way that reflects their mahus. They are inyonim nistarim, and they need to be learned with a tzura of Hester. It's not their acheretz, even if perfectly understood, for them to be learned openly. With this understanding, the Mahalach of the Marsha falls away. There is no such a thing as teaching Maisa Merkava Bishlemus at length. And therefore the Rambam learned that even the Chacham Umeven Midaitai must be limited by Rashi Prakim. This idea explains to us the Svara of the Rambam. But we still need to understand how the Rambam read the Gemara. The Gemara says, Tani This sounds like it's telling us a heter. That despite the limitations, you can still teach Rashi Prakim. It sounds like it's talking about someone to whom it's usher to teach Maise Merkava and not to a Chacham Umeven Midaitoi to whom it is mutter. Now, B'doichik we can suggest that the Tani Rebchia is going on the Hemshech of the Mishnah, that says, Elohim kein ha-yechacham umeven midaitoi, and that on this Rebchia is saying, Avo, but, even though it's mutter to teach him, Moisren Rashi Prakim, we must do it by teaching Rashi Prakim. But this Yishav is difficult. First of all, because we have to be madchik, that even though the Gemara's heading is on the half of the sentence, V'loi b'merkava b'yachid, we have to say it's going on the second half, the Elohim Kane. Also, the Lushen is a bit vague. According to this, it should have said, Avol ein moisren loi ela Rashi prakim, that he can only be taught Rashi prakim. A second possible Yishuv is that the Rambam wasn't Gairis Avol in the Gemara. 
This is a real possibility because Rabbi Nuchananel was not Gairus the word Avo. He was Gairus Tani Rabchia, Moisran Lai Rashi Prakim, which sounds exactly like the Shita Sarambam. Now that we've discussed the Sugya a little, let's focus on the Halacha that comes out from this Sugya. The Marsha here says that even though our Sugya is talking specifically about Maisa Merkava, the Hakpada of Chacham Umeven Midaitai applies to the Limur of Kabbalah as well. He strongly criticizes those people who spend a lot of time on Kabbalah even, while, even when they're young, bringing a Raya from our Sugya, from Rebbe Lezer who didn't want to learn Maisa Merkava because he felt he wasn't old enough. And we find this idea in Shulchan Aruch. In Yeridea Simen Reish Mem Vav Sif Dalet, the Ramah writes, Ve'ein le'odam letayel bepardes. A person shouldn't stroll in the orchard. This stroll in the orchard refers to learning Sisrei Taira, as we'll see in later sugyas. Rak la'achar shemilei kreisai basar v'yayin. Only until after he has filled his stomach with meat and wine. What's meat and wine? Zakdiramah, Vehu Leida Isr Veheter Vedine Hamitzvah. To know Isr Veheter and to know Halacha. The Shachvir and Sifkatan Vav is Mayrich further, setting a Geder that a person shouldn't learn Kabbalah until he is 40, and he has filled himself with Yediyah Sashas. The Shach also warns that the limit of Kabbalah needs Kedusha. Tahara, Zrizos, and Nikias. And the Bir Hagra on this sugya is Mitzayin, on this halacha, our sugya, which limits the teaching of this area of Sisrei Taira called Maise Merkava. And we find many Achreinim that strongly discourage the learning of Kabbalah. The Pischei Tshuva by this halacha brings a fascinating Chavis Yoyer, where he responds to a Shaila that grapples with the Tuts Dadim, of whether or not to learn Kabbalah. On the one hand, the Shoyal feels a tremendous cheshek after excelling in the limit of Nigla to learn what he calls the Nishma Satayra, to learn Nister. On the other hand, the Shoyal is frightened to learn something that is so carefully guarded by Chazal and only revealed to great Chachamim. The Chavisyar ultimately says that the Sakana is too great and that Oynes Rachmana Patre. On the other hand, the Shulchan Aruch HaRav in Hilchas Talmatayra, Perak Aleph, Halacha Dalid writes that the Neshama needs to learn Sisrei Taira in order to reach its Tikkun, and that the Neshama will be Nizgalgal again in this world until it learns every area of Taira which it's Shaykh to, including Sisrei Taira. He explains that this is the oymik of what Chazal mean when they say, Ashrei mi shebolekan v'talmudai biyodai. Someone who has talmudai biyodai, that he's learned everything that he was supposed to learn. His whole chilek and taira is fortunate because through this he has reached his tikkun. But either way, kulei almaloi pligi that the first step is a thorough understanding of Tyrus Hanigla, what Chazal have described as Milei Kresai Bibasar Viyayin. We move on to the next Indian. Agav the Memra of Ravami that the Gemara brings regarding teaching Sisrei Torah, the Gemara brings another Memra from Ravami regarding teaching Torah. Ve'omar Ravami, Ein Moisrin Divrei Torah La'oivet Kechavim. One may not give over divrei Torah to a guy. Shenemar leosa chen lechol guy umishpatim bal yedaum. In the Hagoyes of Rabbi Tzal Renishberg, on the side of our Gemara, he's marim mokim to a tshuvas be'er sheva. The be'er sheva discusses the fact that the paiskim do not mention the iser to teach a guy Torah. Even the Rambam who brings every din in the Gemara, even if it's not Noigea Bizman Hazeh, omits this din. Why is this din left out of the Paiskim? The Beersheva at the end of the Sefer, in the Chela called Be'er Mayim Chayim Oisio Dalid, 
says that if he wasn't fearful of his chaveirim, he would suggest that the reason that this iser is not mentioned in the Paiskim is because it's taka, not the halacha. And that le halacha, it is mutter to teach a goy Torah. The Be'er Sheva brings a raya to this idea from a Gemara in Bava Basra in Perak Loyachbar. The Mishnah there in Loyachbar and Davchafam at Beis discusses the types of usages of a chatzar that the B'nai HaChatzar either can or can't be meicha. One of the uses that the B'nai HaChatzar cannot be meicha is what the Mishnah calls Koil Hatinoikos, the sounds of the children. The Gemara Vir on Davchafalaf Amur Aleph explains that the Mishnah is talking about the sounds of Tinoikos Shalbeis Rabban, children learning Torah. That if somebody opens a cheder in a chotzer, the b'nei hachotzer cannot be moicha and say that it's too noisy for them. The Gemara then brings a brisa that says that if one of the b'nei hachotzer wants to become a melame tinoikos, that his neighbor in the chotzer can be moicha and prevent him from pursuing that profession in the chotzer. This seems to be soiser the Gemara that said that when it comes to teaching children, you cannot be moicha. The Gemara answers that this b'risa, which says that you can be moicha, is talking about someone who wants to teach tinoikos de akum, goyesha children. For teaching goyesha children, you can be moicha and prevent your neighbor from opening a goyesha elementary school in your chatzar. The Beersheva points out, that the Gemara could have said a simpler teretz, that it's talking about Jewish children, and it's talking about teaching them limud dechayel. Because the Rishonim, Lamashal the Rambam in the Pirish HaMishnayis, and the Nemuke Yosef over there in Layachbar, say that the same din would apply to teaching limud dechayel to Jewish children, that one can be moicha, that this should not take place in his chatzar. So why then does the Gemara say, that we're talking about teaching Goyesha children. Al-Karchach says the Beresheva, that we're talking about someone who wants to teach Torah to Goyesha children. That even though one cannot be Moicha in someone who wants to teach Jewish children Torah, one can be Moicha if someone wants to teach Goyesha children Torah. Zokti Beresheva, that you can see from here a smach, that it's mutter to teach Torah to Goyim which would explain why this Isser is not mentioned in the Rambam or in Shulchan Aruch. Now the MS is that the Raya that the Beersheva brings is difficult. The Mashmos of the Rishonim is that when the Gemara answered that it's talking about teaching Tinoikos Akum, the Kavana is teaching Tinoikos Akum Limude Chayl. And that the Gemara chooses Tinoikos Akum as opposed to Yiddish children because Orcha de Milsa Nokat, that Yiddish children go to Yeshiva and learn Torah. In fact, interestingly, the Chsam Seifer on that Gemara takes it a step further and learns from the fact that the Gemara chooses Tinoikos Akum as opposed to Tinoikos Yisrael, that the Gemara is teaching us that it's not appropriate to teach Yiddish children anything other than Torah. So if we won't learn like the Be'er Sheva, who hesitantly suggests that it's mutter to teach Torah to a guy, how can we answer his kasha? Why do the pais cannot bring this iser? I'd like to share with you two possible answers. The first answer can be found in the Igris Moshe, Yeridei Legimel Simen Peites. Reb Moshe Zatzal points out that in addition to the iser to teach a guy Torah, the Gemara in Ksubis, Tavchav Chesom and Aleph, says that it's Osir Le'odam She'yelamed Avdoi Torah. It's Osir for a person to teach his Eved Torah. This halacha is a much bigger Chiddush. That even though the Eved is not a Goy Mamish, and he's Chayiv B'mitzvah's Ke'isha, his Odin is still Osir to teach him Torah. And this halacha, Rav Moshe points out, is brought in the Rambam, in Perek Ches, Me'ilches Avodim, Halacha Yud Ches, and in Shulchan Aruch, in Yeridea, Semen Reish Samach Zayin, Se'if Ayin Aleph. So, says Rav Moshe, it's no longer necessary for the Rambam and the other Mechabrim to quote this halacha, B'nai to a guy. I saw another possible answer, 
L'chol is to explain why the Rambam left out this halacha. In an old copy of the Torah magazine HaPardes from Chaydesh Kislev Tov Shin Yud, 1949, in a shtikl Torah written by Reb Shleimi Yitzchak Levin from Minneapolis. But in order to understand his suggestion, we need to speak out the Taisvis here in our sugya. Taisvis asks Akasha, why is it necessary for Rav Ami to learn an Iser, to teach Torah to a guy from the Pasuk of Le'osachein L'chol Goy, if it's already Oser because of the Iser of Lifnei Iver Le'sitein Michshel? Because the Gemara in Sanhedrin, Daf Nuntes Aleph says that a guy that learns Torah is Chayav Misa. So if it's Oser for the guy to learn Torah, it should be also for a year to teach him Torah, Mishum Lifnei Iver. Taisvis answers that even though there is an Iser Lifnei Iver to teach a Goy Torah, we still need the Din of Ravami. Because the Halacha by Lifnei Iver is that it's only Oser if he is enabling the Avarian to do the Avera, that without him the Avera couldn't be done. This kalal is called Trey Avri Dinara, two sides of the river. Because the Gemara says that one who hands Yayin to a Nazir is only over on Lifnei Iver if the Yayin was on the other side of the river, meaning completely out of the reach of the Nazir. And he enabled the Nazir to do the Iser. But if the Nazir would have been able to reach the Yayin on his own, that's not called Lifnei Iver. Mimela, says Taisvis, in a case where there is another guy available who can teach this guy Torah, it's not the Geder of Trey Avri Dinara, and it would not be Lifnei Iver to teach this guy. So Memela, we need the Din of Rav Ami to tell us that even so, it's still Aser because of the Pasuk of Le'asa Chein L'chol Goy U'mishpatim Bal Yedo'um. Now, the Achroinim ask, Sila Mashal the Menches Chinuch and Mitzvah Lamid Beis, or this day chemed ma'areches vav klal chaf vav oishei, that why does the Rambam completely leave out this t'nai of trei avri dinara in the iser of lifnei iver? Some suggest that the Rambam doesn't pass in lahalacha that you need trei avri dinari in order to be over lifnei iver. If this is so. That according to the Rambam, even when it's not Treyavri Dinara, you're still over on Lifnaiver, then Ladasa Rambam, Lahalacha, there really is no need for the din of Ravami. Ravami is only needed according to the Shitas that Lifnaiver is limited by Treyavri Dinara. Memela the Rambam leaves out the din of Ravami. Because even without Ravami, we always have the Isra of Lifnaiver if we were to teach Torah to a guy. The Beersheva that we mentioned earlier is Matmia, that apparently in his time and place there were Rabbanim who were not Makbid not to teach Goyim Torah. And it was in order to be Malamitz Chus on this Hanhaga that he is Mechadesh the Chiddush that we mentioned earlier that perhaps this whole din is Shalaika Hilchasa. The Beersheva goes on to make another suggestion to explain why people would possibly be makel about this din. The Oid Nirali, the Beersheva says, that Rav Ami only assered, giving over Torah, with the taimim v'nimukim v'saydois, with its deep reasons and with its panemius. And this is Mestaver, he adds, because this is what our sugi was really discussing, teaching Saidais HaTayra. Also the Lashon of Moisrim, giving over, sounds that way, as opposed to Ein Malamdin. Limud can be done in a Shitchiyazdik, a surface way. But Mesira means giving over the Torah in its Shlemus, in Gansen, with all of its depth and complexity. The Marsha also learns our Gemara this way. And he makes the same diak from the fact that the Gemara picks the word Moisrin, which has a mashmos of the Inyan in its entirety, including its taimim and saidas. The Marsha points out that according to this, we can answer to Isis' kasha. 
Taisus had asked what the Chiddush of Ravami is after teaching a Goy Torah is already Osir al The Marsha says that we are dealing with two totally different sugyas. The Gemara in Sanhedrin that says that a Goy Shalomad is Chayiv Misa is talking about any Limur HaTayra, even on a Shitchiyistika level. But the Gemara there says that this level, this Isser does not include the Zayin Mitzvahs B'nai Noyach, which Goyim are able to learn in order to know how to be Makayim them. Our Gemara, however, is talking about teaching the Saidais V'taimim. And this Isser includes everything, even teaching the Inyanim of the Zayin Mitzvahs themselves. That although it's mutter for the guy to learn in order to know what to do, he's still not allowed to learn the Inyan Ba'imik. With this idea, we can answer a Yesaidistic Akasha on a famous Medrash in Parshas Vizay Sabracha. The Pasuk in Zay Sabracha, Perak Lamid Gimel, Pasuk Bey, says, Hashem mi Sinai Ba, Vizorach mi Seir Lomoi, Hoifia Mehar Poron. Rashi brings the Chazal that this Pasuk is referring to the fact that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu was ready to give the Torah, he took it around to all the nations of the world to ask if they wanted to receive the Torah. Each nation asked Mak Sivbe, what is written in this Torah? HaKadosh Baruch Hu answered each Ummah with a mitzvah that is the antithesis of their Midah. So to Seir he said that the Torah says Leisirtzach, Esau responded that how can a nation upon whom it says Al-Char be Makabal that says Leisirtzach? To Yishmael, a similar story occurred, this time with the mitzvah of Leisinaf. Now this medrash is a pella. What did it accomplish that Esau and Yishmael were not Makabal the Torah? They're still obligated as B'nai Noyach who have to be Mekayim the Sheva Mitzvahs B'nai Noyach, and two of those seven of the Sheva Mitzvahs are the Isurim of Ritzicha and Arayas. If they're anyway obligated in those dinim, why shouldn't they be Mekabal the Torah? According to the Yisait of the Marsha and the Be'er Sheva, we can answer this question as follows. From the Marsha and Be'er Sheva we learned, that even though Goyim are allowed to learn those mitzvahs that they need to know in order to be Mekayim, they cannot learn them Ba'oymik. They can't learn the Saidais. This teaches us an important Yisaid. The difference between the Kabbalah Satayra of Yidin and Goyim is not just in Kamus, in quantity, that Yidin were Mekabal 613 and Goyim were only Chayiv in 7. But there is a tremendous Eichos difference. While Goyim are obligated to be Mekayim, the Sheva Mitzvahs, they are not connected with the inner Ratzin and the Saidas that connect them to the deeper Ratzin Hashem of each Mitzvah. When Seir said that he can't accept the Torah because of Leisirtzach, he didn't mean that practically he won't be able to kill. This he's anyway obligated in, because it's one of the Sheva Mitzvahs. Seir meant that he can't connect to the Ratzin Pnimi, that Aser is killing, because the Mahus of the Mitzvah is connected his Mahus. To keep the Mitzvah as a guy is one thing, but as a Yid, with all of the Oymek that that brings along with it, is quite another. As we move on through this sugya we find specific references to Inyanim within the Psukim of Maisim Merkava. Certainly it is way beyond us to even attempt to have an understanding of these Inyanim, Ramim, Venizgavim. And we consider ourselves fortunate for the mere Zchus to just read these drashas of Chazal, which are connected to such a deep Sisrei Torah. Rev. Hutner Zatzal, in Pachad Yitzchok, Pesach, Maimer Pei Aleph, makes an interesting observation. We've learned that the ideas of Maiseh Merkava are so secret that only certain individuals are even allowed to learn them. There is one part of Maiseh Merkava, however, that we do have Rishos, perhaps even a Chayv, to try to understand. <laughs> 
And that is the word Merkava. After all, Rav Hutna reminds us, the word Merkava is part of a Mishnah, and the Mishnah is not part of Sisrei Torah. A Merkava is a chariot, and the tremendous Sodos of Maisa Merkava are referred to as a description of the chariot of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Let's follow in the footsteps of Rav Hutner to learn this one word of Maisa Merkava, the word Merkava. And perhaps, from the distance, we can have some appreciation of what the Sisrei Torah of Maisa Merkava are about. Just a word of warning. By no means are we going to make any attempt whatsoever to understand any of the Divrei Torah of Maisa Merkava itself. That would be a chutzpah at best. We will merely try to understand the taich of the word Merkava. Perhaps, if we can understand the taich of the word Merkava, we would gain an appreciation of another Maimu Chazal. The Chazal that tells us in Breshis Rabbah, Parsha Mem Zayin, that Ha'avais hein hein ha-Merkava. The Avais, they are the Merkava. Rav Hutner refers us to the words of Rashi in the beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha, where Rashi tells us that derech, travel, being on the road, is one of those things which lessens a person's kavod, his shame. When a dignitary is in his own place, when he's at home, his kavod is at its height. He's in his own bias. He's connected to his shayrish. When he travels, however, beyond his own makayim and beyond his own roots, his covet is less. Rashi says that for this reason Avram Avinu needed a special bracha of va'agad l'shemecha when he was told to leave home in the beginning of Parshas Lech Lecha. There is, however, something that allows a person to reclaim some of his missing covet, even when he is traveling, and that's his merkava his chariot. The Merkava of a dignitary gives him a place of covered even when he is in a matzav of miyot covered because he is shaloi bimkaymai. And Memela, Rav Hutner teaches us that a Merkava represents a vehicle of restoring covered when there is a situation of a potential miyot covered. HaKadosh Baruch Hu created a world with a potential miot kavod. This miot kavod is called Bechira. Without Bechira, the kavod of Hashem would be intact. It would be absolutely impossible for something to take place in the Bria that's Neged Ritzayna Yisbarach. Now, however, that we live in a world of HaKol Bidei Shamayim Chutz Meiras Shamayim, that chutz that allows for Bechira also allows Kaviyochel for things to take place that are against Ratzon Hashem. And there is no greater miyot covered than that. Rav Hutner explains that somehow, and again, the teichen of this chachma is beyond our hasagas. Maisa Merkava is the chachma that explains how there is a Merkava. There is a riboy kavod in the place where there could have been a miyot kavod, and that somehow, even the existence of Bechira does nothing to lessen the kavod of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Oh, and Ha'avais heim heim ha'merkava. The Avais were the ones who through their Avaidus Hashem, with their Bechira, restored the kavod of Hashem, even in a world of Chutz, in a world of Bechira. Because they're the ones that were Margil Shem Shemayim Bepi all the Briyais and they brought the covet of Hashem and the idea of the existence of Hashem into the world. Let's move on to Rabbi Yehuda Amarav who says that where did HaKadosh Baruch Hu go? He went to conquer the entire world under the rulership of Nebuchadnezzar so that the nations shouldn't say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu allowed us to be given over to a lowly, not powerful nation. Taisus points out that according to this, 
we can understand the Gemara in Gittin, Daf Nun Vavamid Beis, that Darshan's the Pasuk in the beginning of Eicha that says, Hayu Tzareha L'Roish, that its enemies became a Roish. And the Gemara says, Kol HaMeitzar L'Yisrael Naaseh Roish. Anyone who causes Tzar to Yidin becomes a Roish. Taisus explains that this is not the result of being a Meitzar L'Yisrael. Rather, it's a prerequisite to being Meitzar L'Yisrael. Like our Gemara, when Nebuchadnezzar became great before he conquered Eretz Yisrael, and this is for the purpose of the covet of Klal Yisrael, not for the covet of the Meitzar L'Yisrael. It's interesting that we find a similar idea in Rashi, on the Aseris Hadibris, even within an Ummah itself. The Pasuk says, Anoichi Hashem Eloikecha, Asher Me'eretz Mitzrayim Mibes Avadim. What does it mean that we were taken out Mibes Avadim? Zokt Rashi, B'Shem the Medrash, that it's impossible that it means that we were taken out taken out of a house of slaves. Because we were not in a house of slaves. We were avodim to the melech and not avodim la'avodim. Therefore, mi beis avodim must mean from the place where we were avodim, but not that the place that we were was a place of avodim. So we see that even within an ummah, HaKadosh Baruch Hu makes us subservient to the melech because of the covet of Klal Yisrael, and not to his avodim. The next Indian that we'll discuss today is the member of Rava that contrasts the nevuah of Yeshaya with the nevuah of Yecheskel. Omar Rava, kol shara'a Yecheskel ra'a Yeshaya. Everything that Yecheskel saw, meaning the whole Maisa Merkava, Yeshaya saw as well. Lema Yecheskel doime, leben kfar shara'a es hamelech. What's the nevuah of Yecheskel compared to? To a villager that saw the king. And to what is the nevuah of Yeshaya compared? To a city dweller that saw the king. There's a fascinating Machloikas Rashi and Taisvis here explaining this memra of Rava. Let's begin with Rashi and then we'll move on to Taisvis. Zokt Rashi, that Yeshaya was loy chosh lefaresh es hakoel. He didn't expound on the whole Mara, because he was a ben malachim, a prince, v'godel bepaltin, and he was raised in the palace. And one who lives in the capital city isn't as overwhelmed from the sight of the melech, and therefore doesn't feel that amazement and doesn't bother talking over his experience in such detail. According to Rashi, it would seem that Rava is responding to the fact that Yeshaya reports his Mara so differently than Yecheskel. While Yecheskel is Mairech and Perak Aleph, with vivid descriptions of what he saw, his description alone takes up 25 psukim, Yeshaya, on the other hand, was very Makatzer. Take a look at Yeshaya Perak Vav, where the whole Mara is described in about three psukim. Rava therefore explains that Be'emes, they saw the same thing. It's just that Yeshaya was more accustomed to being in the palace of the king, so he wasn't as nespoil from the Mara. Masha'enke in Yecheskel, who was less accustomed to such a giloi, and was therefore much more nespoil from it, so he was Mairech in his description of the Mara. In Reb Chaim Volozhin's Pirish on Shir Hashirim, he points out another difference between the Nevuah of Yecheskel and the Nevuah of Yeshaya. Yeshaya Hanovi tells us that he saw Hashem sitting Kaviyochel on his kisei, his throne. Yecheskel, on the other hand, Reb Chaim points out, makes no mention of seeing Hashem at all. And perhaps we can be moise for Ha'ara. That even the covered Hashchina that Yecheskel sees is in the very last pasuk of his description, where he describes Dmus Marek Vaid Hashem. But Yeshaya sees Hashem immediately in the very first pasuk of his description, Vaera es Hashem Yeshev al Kisei Rom Venisa. Mashalamad over Daima, Reb Chaim Volozhin says, to a Melech 
who opened up his chatzar for the entire populace. Whoever wants to can come and visit with the melech. The villager hasn't seen the chatzar of the melech, his covid and his splendor. So when he arrives, he is immediately awed by the opulence of his surroundings, so much so that he doesn't even notice the melech. The resident of the capital city, on the other hand, is accustomed to all the signs of Malchus and all the sights of the of the Melech and the of the and the Chatzar Melech. For him, the Chiddush is the closeness to the Melech himself. For this reason, Yeshaya, who is Nimshal to a Ben Krach, notes the presence of Hashem immediately. But Yecheskel, who is Nimshal to a Ben Kfar, is so awed and overwhelmed by the environment surrounding the Melech that he doesn't see the Melech himself, Kaviyacho. The Turayevin doesn't hold that the Pshat and the Gemara can possibly be like Rashi. He tainas that these Nevuas were given Baruch HaKodesh and that it wasn't up to each Navi to write what he was awed from. So before we move on to Shittas HaToysvith, Let's take a few moments to defend Rashi from the Taina of the Ture Yevon. The Gemara in Yevamis on Dafmem Tes Amud Beis brings an incredible Maisa about the murder of Yeshaya Hanavi at the hands of the Melech Menasha ben Chizkiah. The Gemara brings that Menasha asked Yeshaya several steroids between his Nevuah and the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu. The first of these was from the fact that Yeshaya said that he saw Hashem sitting Kaviyochel on his throne, the nevuah that we mentioned earlier, while Moshe Rabbeinu said, that it's impossible to see Hashem. The Gemara answers, Kol nistaklu all other Nevi'im saw their Nevuah with an unclear lens, while Moshe Rabbeinu saw with a clear lens. Zakt Rashi, that being that the Nevi'im saw through an unclear lens, they thought they saw something. Kisvurim Lirais. But Moshe Rabbeinu, who saw through a clear lens, he knew that he saw nothing. How can we understand this? What is it that the Nevi'im are seeing, and why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't see it? The Svarim explain that the Nevi'im experienced Hashem through themselves and through their individual Madrega. The Shla Kaddish in Meseches Shvuas Ais Kuf Yud stells to the Gemara in the first parak of Chagiga that describes Aliyah Leregel as Kederech Shabo Lirois Kach Bo Lirois that there is a connection with the way one comes to see the Rabbi Nishalaylam and the way that he is seen. The Eina Meira part of the Aspaklaria is the Navi himself, who sees his Nevuah through the fa- frame of reference of himself. Moshe Rabbeinu, however, was on such a high madrega that he saw without any Mechitzais at all. As the Rabbi Nishalelam himself told Aaron and Miriam in the end of Parshas Ba'aloischa, Pe el pe adaber boy, umare veloi bechidois, utmunas Hashem yabit. Now, this description of Nevuas Moshe that was said to Miriam and Aaron in response to their criticism of Moshe's decision to separate from his wife can itself lend itself to the, our discussion. The Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Pezayin Amar Aleph, says that this decision of Moshe to separate from his wife was one of the things that Moshe Rabbeinu did, that Hiskim HaKadosh Baruch Hu Al Yodai. As we find that Hashem said to Moshe, at the time that he said that Klal Yisrael should return to their tents, Shuvu Lachem Le'ohalechem, which means Le'ishtachem, Hashem said to Moshe, Ve'ata, and you... Poi amoid imodi, you should stay with me, meaning that he should stay perpetually in the matzav of precious that existed by Maimir Har Sinai. Frek toisvis there in Shabbos, Dibur Hamaschil 
How does the Gemara know that Moshe Rabbeinu did it midaitoi, and then HaKadosh Baruch Hu was maskim al yodoi? Perhaps it was a tzivoy from Hashem without Moshe Rabbeinu doing it first midaitoi. And for Taisvis, that if so, there would have been no makim for a taina on Moshe if he's listening to a tzivoy from Hashem. So Aaron and Moshe wouldn't have any reason to dispute the decision that Moshe Rabbeinu made. If so, Frechtoisvis, even now that Moshe Rabbeinu did it midaitoi, how can there possibly be a taina on Moshe Rabbeinu if we find that Lemaisa hiskim HaKadosh Baruch Hu al Yodai? And for Taisvis, that Aaron and Miriam felt that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was only maskim because that was the rotzen of Moshe. And as Chazal teach us in Mesech Tamakas, V'derech she'odam roitze leilech, mo'ilichin Aaron and Miriam felt that they too are Nevi'im, and they're receiving no such tzivoy to separate from their wives. So if Moshe Rabbeinu received that haskama, it must be because of his own personal ratzon. And this is the criticism that, Mo- that Miriam and Aaron had on Moshe Rabbeinu. And it was to this that HaKadosh Baruch Hu responded by saying that the nevuah of Moshe is not like the nevuah of other Nevi'im. While by other Nevi'im, the Nevuah can be affected by the Ratzin of the Navi, Moshe's Nevuah cannot. We see once again that aside from the Nevuah of Moshe Rabbeinu, the Nevuah of a Navi is intrinsically connected with the Navi himself. We can find our Yisait also in the Sefer Pritzadik, Parshas Matos, Maimer Beis, where Reb Tzadik brings a Chazal, Kol ha-neviyim nisnabu b'koy omar Hashem. All the neviyim, the tzura of their nevuah, was by saying, Koy omar Hashem. Moisif aleihem Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu was greater than them. She nisnabe b'zeh ha-dover. Moshe Rabbeinu was nisnabe with the term, Zeh ha-dover. This is the thing. Explains Reb Tzadik as follows. She kol ha-neviyim be'es shemekablim nevuasam. All Nevi'im, at the time that they receive their Nevu'ah, ain't ha-Nevu'ah mivureres. The Nevu'ah is not crystal clear. Rak yeshla dugma v'shaychus l'tchunas ha-Mekabel. Rather, it has a similarity and connection to the Midas of the recipient of that Nevu'ah. Moshe Rabbeinu, on the other hand, saw with clarity and finality, Zeh this is the Dvar Hashem, without even his own self being chaytzeit or affecting the nevuah in any way. With this yesod, we can defend Rashi from the Ha'ara of the Tureyevan. That Avada, the nevuahs of Yeshaya and Yecheskel, were affected by their Matzav and Madrega. And the nevuah, Hagam that it's Baruch HaKodesh, as the Tureyevan says, can change based on who the Navi is and based on the Matziv of the Navi. Kolze is Shitas Rashi, that the description of Ben Kfar or Ben Krach is a description of the Navi himself. Taisvis learns otherwise. Taisvis says that Yecheskel saw his Nevuah Shaloi Bim Kaimai. Taisvis is referring to the fact that Yecheskel saw his Mara after he had already been in Golos in Bavel for five years. Instead of seeing his Nevuah in Eretz Yisrael, Yecheskel starts his Nevuah, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, by saying, Va'ani al-Nahar Kivar. I was in the Goyla, on the Kivar River, and Niftechu HaShamayim Vo'er'e Marois Eloikim. Taisus says, and I in Taisus Arash, who's Masber a little more, that if someone who lives near the Melech, a Ben Krach, reports having seen the king, he is believed. There's no reason to, d- to doubt his report. However, if someone from an outlying village reports that he saw the king, his listeners have reason to be skeptical.
Therefore, Yecheskel, who saw his Nevoah as a Ben Kfar, very distant from Eretz Yisrael, is Meirich with many details of the Meiser Merkava, of the Mara that he saw, so that it should be indisputable that he truly saw this Giloi. From what we've seen, it seems, that according to Rashi, Yechaskel is a Ben Kfar because of a Chisorin in his Madrega. Yeshaya was a Ben Krach, he was on a much higher Madrega. And Yechaskel was on a, a Ben Kfar and he was on a lower Madrega. According to Taisus, however, it's not about the Madrega of the Navi. It's about his Mokim. Yechaskel is a Ben Kfar because of his Mokim. Yeshaya Hanavi received his Nevoahs in Eretz Yisrael. Yechaskel Hanavi saw this Nevoah in Chutzloretz. Rabbeinu Avram in Ahar certainly understood Rashi this way. As he writes, Rabbeinu Shloima Mefarish Lepchisos Yecheskel. That Rashi explains that it has to do with the low madrega of Yecheskel, of course, in comparison to the madrega of Yeshaya. And he himself says that the Chesorin is not in Yecheskel himself, but in Pchisas Anshei Doiroi, Oi Anshei Mekoimoi. The, the low madrega of the men of his generation or the makim where he was. However, the MS is that we can say that Rashi never meant to say that Yecheskel was a ben kfar because of a chsarin in his madrega. But rather he was a ben kfar because he spent years away from the Palatin Shalmelech away from the palace of the king, away from Eretz Yisrael, and he experienced his nevuah in Chutz Oretz. Having such a nevuah in Chutz Oretz is such an extraordinary giloy, and is so shocking, is such a pella, like a ben kfar that sees the melech, that he recounted every detail, as the villager does if he encounters the king. In other words, Yecheskel was a Ben Kfar because he experienced this Nevoah in the darkness of Galus. And therefore the Giloi was that much more shocking, that much more astonishing. And therefore every detail was more newsworthy. And he recounted every detail of his Mara. Masha'enke and Yeshaya was like a Ben Krach. He saw his Nevoah in Eretz Yisrael. Over there, seeing such a gilu is not as astonishing, and therefore he took it more in stride and explained it in less detail. Reb Tzadik, in Pre Tzadik, Sukkot, Maimer Yudches, says that the nevuah of Yechesko was extraordinary, dafka because he saw this nevuah in Chutz Laaretz. In fact, he brings that even when they went down to Bavel, and they were all crying, Shom Yoshavnu, Gam Bachinu. Yecheskel went besimcha because he felt the presence of Hashem even in Galus. In fact, according to Reb Tzadik, the whole purpose of his seeing this nevuah was so that Klal Yisrael should know that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is with them even in Galus. The Gran Megillah Esther, Perak Aleph Pasuk Beis also expresses the enormous Chiddush of seeing this Giloi in Chutz Laaretz. He says that this was also the Nakuda of the greatness of the Nes Purim in the days of Mordechai Esther, because they experienced the unusual Hashgacha of the Nes of Purim even in Chutz Laaretz. He says that that makes it even greater than the Nes Chanukah, even though the Nes Chanukah was Shaloi Kederach HaTeva, that the Menorah lit for eight days, but that was the nest that happened in Eretz Yisrael. Masha'enkein, the nest Purim, is an extraordinary Chiddush because it happened in Chutz Laaretz. He brings a mushal to a melech that had a ben yochid who he loved very much. His ben yochid rebelled and was banished from the Malchus. The son thought that his father had abandoned him and forgot all about him. But in reality, the father, because of his love for his son, sent his avodim to watch over him in secret. The son had no idea that he was being watched by the Avdei HaMelech. But when a Sakonar presented itself, and a wild animal threatened to attack the, the life of the prince, and it looked like the prince was in danger, 
Suddenly the Avodim stepped out of the shadows and saved him. Then the son chapped that his father was with him even in Golos, that his father had not abandoned him and still loved him despite the fact that he sent him away. This caused the son to do a tremendous tshuva and eventually to be invited back home. The same thing happened by the Nes Purim, the Gros says. After Klal Yisrael saw the Nes, they realized that they were really not, al- not alone in Golos and that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was watching them and with them and that they had never been stam sent away. And this caused them to do a tremendous tshuva, as we know, Hadar Kibluha Bimeach Hashverosh. Zok that the same thing is true by the Mara of Yecheskel. That when Klal Yisrael found out that Yecheskel had such a giloy in Chutz La'aretz, they realized that although they are in Golos, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had come down to Golos with them. Our next Indian is the Gemara which discusses the four faces that were Chakuk engraved on the Kisei HaKavad. The Gemara brings the Pasuk which says that on the left side was the Shor, Upnei Shor Mehasamayu. The Gemara says that Yecheskel Hanavi asked the Rabbani Shalom to replace the, the Shor because it was reminiscent of the Egel. And the Egel is a Kategor. The Gemara tells us that the Shor was replaced for the face of a crow, for the face of a child. Let's discuss for a moment the placement of the Shor, specifically on the Tzad smile. Now it's important to know that each direction, like Yumin and smile or Achar Vokedem, refers to specific directions also in the standard directions of Mizrach, Mayrif, Tzafain and Doroin. Smile refers to the direction of Tzafain, north. See Rashi in Eoiv, Perikhov Gimel Pasuk Tes, which says this specifically, and the Psukim over there in Eoiv, Perikhov Gimel, which clarify this more. Now Tzafain is a place of Midas Hadin. As the Pasuk tells us, Mitzafain ti the Pasuk in the beginning of Yermia. And the Ramban and Pashas Kisisa, Perik Lamid Beis, Pasuk Aleph, explains, that even though the Pashtus is that the Ra that the, that's coming from Tzafayim is referring to Nebuchadnezzar who destroyed the Beis HaMikdash because Bavel was B'Tzafayim, a deeper understanding is that all the harshness of Midas Hadin comes into the world from the Tzafayim. This is Mefurish in Perked Rebbe Lazar Paragimel that Misham Ra'a Yoytzes La'olam from the Tzad smile, that's where Ra comes into the world. In fact, the fact that it's connected to the Tzad smile, that the Psukim and Yecheskel describe it as being on the left side, also indicates that it's Shayach to Midas Hadin. Because in Torah terminology, Yemin, the right side, is a source of Chesed, and smile, the left side, a source of Din. An example of this would be the Lashon of Chazal and Saita, that la'olam yehei smoil doicha v'yamin mekarev. The smoil should push away, that's a function of din, and the yamin should be mekarev, that's a function of chesed. Now the Pasuk tells us that there was a shor on the tzad smoil, which is the tzafoin. The Ramban and Kisisa that we mentioned earlier tells us that it was for this reason that Aaron chose an egel to make when the heir of Rav demanded, kum aseilonu Elohim. The Ramban says that the Midbar is a severe place of din, of churban and shmama, destruction and desolation. So Aaron felt that a shur would be an appropriate shmira. Where did he know this? He knew this because that's the way it is by the Kisei HaKavod, that the Tzad Smoil has a shur. Incidentally, it's not a kasha where Aaron would have seen the Kisei HaKavod. Because Chazal tell us that that all of Klal Yisrael, even the Shifchais, saw the Maisim Merkava by Kriyas Yamsuf. So when our Gemara says that Yecheskel was Mevakesh, that the Shor be changed because Ein Kategor Nasas Anegar, it's not just that the Shor is a reminder of the Egel, but even more so, this shur is the very shur that inspired the choice of animal for the ego. We'll end this shir with a ha'ara nifla. 
Ayan Marsha, who explains that the, the Kruv, the child, that replaced the Egel, was the Tzura of Yitzchak Avinu. According to what we explained, it's incredible that although the Shur, which represents Midas Hadin, had to be changed, it was replaced with Yitzchak. And Yitzchak, as we know, was the Av of Yira, the Av of Midas Hadin. You have been listening to the Shurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a Daf or Masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.